was Don't interrupt Just because It's no love Shoulder shrug Alright That was Easy by Kanye West and The Game You know, I talked a little bit about the prior episode About how I love Kanye West And I would love to have him on a show one day So we're going to talk a little bit about Going straight into it Defending celebrities to the death Who do who would I defend and why Alright, so starting off Obviously I'm going to go number one with Kanye West Everyone hates him right now for whatever You know, everything going on with Kim Whatever he said politically I don't give a shit about any of that to be honest with you When we're talking Kanye West I think someone that's super creative Super fun, super cool to be around Someone that, you know, is just A trailblazer for his kind of music And he doesn't deserve the hate that he gets. And I think that it's insane, you know, the amount that he gets and everything like that. So defending Kanye West is number one for me and it always will be. And I will get heat for that. And I I do not care. So going into the second person, funny enough, I'd probably say is Pete Davidson. What? But I'm literally, Vinny Madunio is sitting in front of me right now. And I'm literally cracking up watching because he's laughing at me, I think. And I can't tell. But, (laughs) you know, this is, my life is so weird right now. I literally was dragging carpets upstairs four months ago as a marketing assistant, and now I'm sitting here with my own show. So, yeah, phenomenal. Crazy, right? Oh, my God. But anyway, going back into people that I would 100% defend to the death, I already said Kanye West, but contrary to that, I also defend Pete Davidson. I think that he's hilarious. I think that he me and him have a way more in common than people would realize. Again, Pete Davidson, I literally love you. Please come on my show. <laughs> Do you really come in here, please? No way. Oh my God. Vinny Madunio, please come in here. <laughs> oh my God. Pressure. Oh my God. I feel pressure. I listen to you on Saturdays all the time. Well, thank you for everything that you guys do promoting the show and all the great work you do around here. Thank you. I love the fact that people at WABC are talking pop culture now. This is great. It's all entertainment, baby. So so you're talking about (laughs) Pete Davidson. You know, he's been frequenting our hometown lately. Staten Island? Yeah, he's been bringing a certain (laughs) brunette guest with a big butt with him a lot, too. Oh, it's not me this time. (laughs) (laughs) She, She loves... To sneak in and out of Staten Island, believe it or not. Oh my God, you gotta be kidding me. So he shot the king of Staten Island next door to my house for three months. I I hung out with him. What? No, you didn't. Yeah, so I'll tell you the story on how it started, actually. It was pretty funny. One day, it was during winter break, because, you know, during the day I'm a school teacher, high school teacher. Yeah. So it was winter break. Everything you do, by the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah, thanks, thanks. So, So during the winter break, one February, I'm sitting in my living room and I watch the morning talk shows and everything, and all of a sudden I see a silver. Tinted window, okay. S-Class, Mercedes-Benz pull-up. What? Right in front of my house, in between my house and my neighbor's house, and I see somebody gets out with a pair of bright yellow champion slides, <laughs> royal blue sweatpants, and like, I don't know, really loud bubble jacket. Right. Hood up, and he had a bagel store bag in his hand. Oh One of those God. black plastic bags. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm saying... To my father, I said, I think Pete Davidson's on our lawn. Oh, my God. My father goes, why would Pete Davidson be on our front lawn? I said, no, Dad, I think Pete Davidson's on our front lawn. I open the window just to listen, and I hear, get him on the phone. This is definitely the location that we want to use. Right. So now I go right to the back window, my brother's room. Yeah. My brother's nonchalantly sleeping, and I said, 
dude, like, what are you doing here? We're scouting for a movie. Oh Somebody God. will be in touch. Didn't think nothing of it. He gets in the car. He pulls off. Totally had a munchies bag in his hand. <laughs> and six months later, we get letters in our mailboxes that they were filming a new movie about his, loosely based on his life. Right. And they wanted the neighbor's house for all the interior shots. And they wanted my backyard. For all the other stuff. Oh, my God. So now you have to picture this. They come back that summer. Yeah. And they filmed King of Staten Island. And he used my backyard. Marissa Tomei used my basement as her green room. No kidding. And every morning when I would get ready to go to school, I would have coffee with Pete and the crew. Stop. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How is he as a person? Then? He I is am the super biggest cool. Fangirl so, ever. so let me tell you, I, I, at first, because like he would rag on Staten Island and, and he would rag on like the whole 9-11 thing. And in Staten Island, that's like a no, no, you don't knock 9-11 in Staten Island. Like, you know, but then again, you know, he lost his dad. So I guess he was turning a little humor into a dark moment in his life. Right. So I looked past that. I got to know him and we had great conversation. Super cool, super chill, super down to earth. I told him what I did in the school and he even allowed me to have kids because I teach media production. Right. He oh, allowed so me to cool. have kids come yeah. to my block and sit and watch the production. What? And then he met the kids. He was taking pictures. He was signing autographs. Super cool dude. I don't know if I should say this, but he had like a blunt roller on set with him oh that was constantly rolling him so fresh he had joints. A, he had a professional blunt roller on set. Oh, yeah. No, this oh is no lie. Oh, my God. Like one day he even offered it to me. I was like, no, dude, I'm good. I'm trying to cut down. Like, what do you say to that? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, no, it's okay. But then in between takes, he would like shoot hoops with all the neighborhood kids. Oh, that's so cool. You know, he was really cool. Really cool guy. You know, then he came back and he did promo pics. So if you see the promo pics for King of Staten Island, he's actually standing on a car in front of my house. That's your house? Yeah. Let me tell you, my friend Joey, Joey Capri, he works across the street actually, it's pretty funny. Okay. He remade that picture in his house driveway on top of his Fiat in his house in Queens. Well, if anytime you just want to come to Staten, Italy and you want to Staten. recreate the picture, you come, I'll pull you into my driveway and I'll give you the grand tour of the Pete Davidson movie set. Oh my God, I would love to do it's that. It's all of kidding? 20 square feet. I've literally watched that movie like a thousand <laughs> times. It's so funny. Yeah, it was a great movie. It shot all over the island. Wow. And now the new stadium that WABC is uh, involved in right you know that's that's also in there as well yeah i know that he just bought part of the ferry hawks and yep. he also bought the staten at one of the staten island ferries with colin jose too which is uh, bill so burr cool. happened to be the coolest yeah bill I mean, burr would come and sit on my porch in between takes oh and my God. just hang out and they would smell my mother's cooking wafting through the neighborhood randomly and they wanted <laughs> to know what she made and some nights we sent tons of food out they didn't even eat craft services stuff they ate our food wow oh my god yeah bill burr's got to be super dope to see and, and hang out with all of it was surreal I can't even imagine. Because the way you wonder how a movie's done, it looks so like nonchalant. Like there's like five or six people just like on the screen. Right. There's like five or six hundred people. What? Even the cars that you see in the background were placed there. Wow. People that are walking, they're like contracted paid actors. Wow. There's like oh a whole God. wardrobe set up. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's and they wild. paid insane amounts of money to use everybody's homes. That's insane. Because I know that they do like location scouting for like SVU and you know, whatever. Yeah, but he Marvel did his movies. own location scout. That is, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fun little fact. It was know. a lot of fun. That is so dope. It was cool. I appreciate the story. Thanks that for was having so me. Cool. Thanks for coming and on. You keep Are you rocking. Oh my gosh. Maybe we'll get you in there on a Saturday with me. You I come would and love spin to. some 60s records. Are you kidding? I literally <laughs> listen to all of everything and anything. Great. It's not just the general store. 
topics, literally music too. So I can go toe to toe on 60s, 70s, everything. So love it. Love I'd it. love to come in. Well, I loved being one of the top shelf items on the de- the, the top general shelf. top shelf items on the general store yeah, today. Yeah, top <laughs> shelf. Thank you, Vinny. Thanks for coming in. I really, really appreciate it. Oh man. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Oh man, now I have to regather my thoughts because we were talking about someone that is closer and new or currently knows Pete Davidson. So I gotta regather my thoughts here just a little bit. So let me take a deep breath really fast. (laughs) All right. Okay. Going back to what I was talking about, defending celebs. You know what? I'm going to just go out and say it. Machine Gun Kelly. What an a-hole this guy is. He really is. He's such a bitch. He says horrible things constantly about Corey Taylor, who I absolutely adore. He's, you know, the lead singer of Slipknot, and he did a lot for metalcore and for the rock scene and everything. Growing up, I, I was raised on all kinds of music, like I said to Vinny, but I also grew up on rock music very much. So you can probably see if, you, if you're if you watching or you, you're watching this clip somewhere, I'm wearing a Knocked Loose shirt right now, which is a metal hardcore band. So rock music's always been pretty big for me. And he's, I was really, really stoked to hear Machine Gun Kelly coming out with an album that he produced with Travis Barker from Blink-182 and all this really cool stuff. And I was like, no way, like they're bringing pop punk or, you know, alternative music back to the mainstream. Like that's dope. He dropped the album. I liked it. He released those songs like My Bloody Valentine. He did that song with Halsey, Forget Me Too. That was very Avril Lavigne-ish, Blink-182-ish. Concert for Aliens was another one. You know, he had a lot. Then he comes out and just starts acting like a complete jackass in front of everybody, saying horrible things like, these rock stars, they can't even wear com- different comfortable shoes on stage. And, and I'm sitting there like, what are you talking about? And then he starts ripping on Corey Taylor from Slipknot. And he's like, you know, this guy sucks and he's, you know, Slipknot's terrible and you guys shouldn't even listen to them and all this horrible stuff. And like, why would you do that? You're trying to bring this kind of music back to mainstream radio. You're trying to bring back that whole vibe from the early 2000s to the late 90s when you got all these bands coming through. And then you're ripping on these guys that kids should be going back to and idolizing. Why would you do that if you're trying to bring back that kind of sound to the mainstream? You're literally backfiring what you're doing. So now you have all these kids that are on the come up that are interested in it and now they're going to be taught to hate these bands and all this kind of music when you should be showing people what music was like prior. And I'm not just talking about, you know, just rock music. And you have all of these new artists that are kind of making fun of these older artists. Like uh, There was one rapper and I can't remember who it was, but he literally started making fun of Otis Redding and I almost passed out. I was like, you cannot be an artist no matter what, no matter what kind of music you're putting out and rip on another artist. You really can't do it. There's a respect level to all of it. And I don't. I think that with the new generation, which is my generation, I'm only 24 years old, of, of people that are, are musicians, you sit there and, and you're wondering why they're doing this. And, you know, I don't know. I can, I can rant about this one for hours because music is such a big part of who I am and what my life is. And I would love to defend Machine Gun Kelly because I did like his album and I did like what he was doing. And quite honestly, I think that him and Megan Fox are really cute too. I'm not going to lie. But you can't be a jackass and be in the music scene and rip down other people in your music scene. Artists need to support artists, and that's where it should be, and that's where it always should be. So that was my little little go at Machine Gun Kelly. I would love to have him at some point. That would be cool because I'd love to just understand why he's being an asshole. But, you know, it it is what it is. But, yeah, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, in terms of defending artists, I had, what did I say, Machine Gun Kelly, Pete Davidson. Kanye West, and let's see, who else? Who else can I think of? 
I don't really, I mean, hmm. I mean, I guess I could say I don't even want to say Shane Dawson because you can't really defend things that he said. I guess I can say Greg Kelly just because I know him. <laughs> I'd like to defend Greg Kelly. I think he's fun. I think he's cool. You know, it is what it is. He, his political views have nothing to do with who he actually is. Same thing for Sid Rosenberg. I think he's great. I'll, I'll talk about Sid every single episode. I, I love him to death. So that's another person too. So yeah, let's see. What else is going on in the world right now? Talked a little bit about Euphoria last episode, and I know that we had um there was recently a Hot Ones that came out. I love that show. That's another show I would love, love, love to be on one day. Yes, like burn my mouth. I, it's great. I can burn my mouth down. It's phenomenal. But Jacob Elordi from um from Euphoria was on, and I don't know if you've seen the show. He plays Nate Jacobs. Super super cool guy. I haven't met him personally. He just he seems really cool though. <laughs> and I said I was I was watching the show, and you expect this guy to be kind of a tool, I guess, like when you when you first see him. But he's having this conversation with the dude from Hot Ones while his mouth is on fire, mind you. And he's saying things like how he grew up loving comic books, and he's super into film, and he's talking about all these things. And I'm like, that is so cool because. A lot of people I've seen online have been kind of coming after this kid for whatever reason. Like, they say that he's a terrible actor, which is BS. The kid's going to win an award. He literally portrayed a psychopath in one of the realest ways I've ever seen in my life. But, yeah, I'm saying, you know, people... I watched him on Hot Ones, and he seems so nice. So that's another person I think that I would I would probably defend, too, going back to my first point today. He's super cool, too. So it's, that's always fun. But, yeah, Jacob Elordi, super cool. Would love to see him. He deserves all the awards. Phenomenal actor all around. And I would love to see him on the show too. So yeah, that's 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 pretty sick. Going into another point that I was going to make today, defending somebody else, Ryan Murphy from American Horror Story. This guy gets a lot of heat for people he's casted and, and whatnot. And he's come out and said something from someone told me. So I don't I don't want to say and complete completely quote it because I'm not hundred percent sure. But he basically said when I cast people, it's a matter of talent and not who the person is or whatever issues they were dealing with. And that's something I really respect from Ryan Murphy because even his shittiest seasons were still good. Like that last Alien season was god awful and I still enjoyed it. I had fun watching it. It was the black and white going back and forth to the vampires and all of that kind of stuff. I thought it was super, super cool. I love that show. I watched it from beginning to end. So, you know, I watched Murder House and Asylum and coven and all of those fun shows so it's it, it's fun watching that for sure for sure yeah it's it's I, I like i said ryan murphy definitely would be another one i think super cool guy i wish i knew him personally i love how i'm sitting here saying yeah he's a super cool guy like i've met him personally i've never met this guy in my life but you know it is pretty cool though so yeah i would defend him too definitely there was something recently that came up on Twitter and I'm pulling it up on my phone right now. Give me two seconds. I'm gonna pull it up. You know what? Oh, there it is. <laughs> so you know who I can't defend and I'm gonna just completely destroy right now? Ezra Miller. What the hell is Ezra Miller doing right now? Ezra Miller, I don't know how many of you guys know who Ezra Miller is, but they are out in the DC world. They're the Flash. And they were recently in Hawaii. And over the course of the past few weeks, they were in Hawaii and talking about, you know, all of this horrible stuff. People were saying that Ezra Miller has been like very disruptive and they've been causing issues with people on the island and all this kind of stuff. And like you sit there and you're like, you're not good enough of an actor or a person to be acting this way. No one should act that way. But you're not like 
Like, who do you think you are? Do you think you're like Britney Spears or like freaking like no, you're Ezra Miller. People barely know you by the name. You're it's one of those celebrities that like you know the face but not the name. Like it's one of those things. It's always that's always hilarious to me, you know? Like the face but not the name. I'm trying to think of other celebrities that are like like that guy from The Conjuring. What the hell was his name? See? I don't know his name, but if I put his face up somewhere, you'd know exactly who I was talking about. It's the dad from The Conjuring. Yeah, it's one of those. You know? It's one of those people. So they're sitting there acting this way. People literally on Twitter are like, who the hell is Ezra Miller? And you're like just causing issues constantly. Like, what kind of menace are you that you're doing that? Totally not cool. Not cool at all. However, when you when you run amok like you're Kanye West, going back to my first point today, you can do whatever you want because you're Kanye West. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty funny. Let's see. Looking up things uh, trending on Twitter. There we go. Wow. So for my pop punk fans, actually, my New York City pop punk fans, the story so far has a show today and I'm actually probably going to head out to later. That'll be fun. I haven't seen them maybe since 2016, 2017. They're super cool. Parker Cannon's the lead singer of the band. Very cool guy. I've met him once or twice. He probably doesn't even know I exist, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> Luke Legrano. What? What? Luke Legrano, the associate producer of Bernie instead of the morning was just in the booth and doing funny things trying to get me to laugh and as usual I'm just yelling what or shut up Luke because that's what I do but anyway going back to what I was saying prior the story so far is performing in New York I'm going to be at that show later so that's going to be fun so anyone listening my pop my pop punk fam and friends they're gonna be keep getting yelled at to talk closer to the mic so I'm so sorry Yeah, I'm going to be at that show later. Joyce Manor's opening. Parker Cannon's super cool. Like I said, I met him once or twice. Really cool guy. That's going to be a fun show. You know, whole nine yards of crowd surfing and crowd killing. Also, crowd killing kind of sucks. I'm going to get into that a little bit. Crowd killing sucks so bad. Like I said, I'm part of the hardcore scene. If if you're watching this somewhere, again, I'm literally wearing my knock loose shirt right now. You know, crowd killing and crowd surfing. Crowd surfing, fine. If you're like a teenage girl at your first show, go for it. Why not? It's a good time. I've done it a couple times myself. It's it's fun. But crowd killing, if you're at a pop punk show, do not crowd kill because they're literally going to get, you're going to swing at a 17-year-old in the crowd or like some girl that just is trying to enjoy the show. Don't don't crowd kill. Hardcore shows in a basement somewhere, do whatever you want. I'm one of those people too. But like, don't crowd kill at a regular pop punk show. It's so dumb. You look like an idiot. It's not the kind of music you're supposed to be crowd killing to. So annoying. Like, people in the scene are out of control, I think, more so than ever before with that, and that really bothers me so much. I'll talk a little bit about the scene more, too. When I say the scene, I'm talking about the New York music scene, because that is something I've been a part of literally since I was in high school when I hung out at, like, Astoria Soundworks way, way back. Shout out to Astoria Soundworks. Oh, man, I haven't even said that name in, like, five, six years now. But I used to hang out there a lot. I grew up in that whole scene. I used to go to Blackthorn 51. That's not even open anymore. Kingsland is still open. I still go there once in a while. Williamsburg Hall of Music, Terminal 5, all those places. And, you know, it's always been fun going to those things and being part of that scene and, you know, hanging out with your friends and and being in the mosh pits and all that kind of stuff. So it's always a good time doing that. But when you see the crowd killers, they're these overgrown juch guys and you're sitting there like, why like, why are you swinging on a 20-year-old girl? Like, it's just so ridiculous to me. It doesn't make any kind of sense. So, you know, it is what it is. But yeah. So 
Yeah. So we're going into people. You know, we talked about defending some people today, some of which I'll probably get some heat for. I'm probably going to get canceled before my third episode. This is hilarious. But you know what? Everybody has a hot take. Everybody has a hot take. And at the general store, there's always a hot take. I'm going to tell everybody now. There's always going to be a hot one. No pun intended to the show, what I was talking about earlier. But there's always going to be a hot take. There's always going to be something for everybody at the general store. And that's it. So I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to pack it up with a little bow. And this has been Gina Bina on the general store. And I'll catch you guys next time. Later. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.